What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna break down NFL Week 3, give out our best bets, prop bets, um, make all the picks of every game on the slate, and then always we wrap it up with our locks and dogs, which we're on a little heater if we say so ourselves. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop down in the comment section your thoughts of Week 3, your favorite pick, your favorite bet. And as always, I'm your host. I'm Paul Pickle-Winner, and I'm always joined with... You already know, man. It's that boy, Kev. Water, boy, Savoy. Empty water bottle because we staying hydrated. And I'm not going to lie to you, Powell. I keep coming on with the same fit every week. But we just keep on winning. Can't, can't change it till it can't change it. Got to stay keeping the mojo. 2-0. 2-0 right now. Got to keep that mojo going. And we going to Detroit. Yeah. And, I mean, there we have a new team. That is the one and only team in the 3-0 and club where we saw Thursday Night Football 49ers handle business, rightfully so, against the Giants at the, the very first home game. Uh, they covered the 10-and-a-half spread. They beat the shit out of them offensively, defensively. And if you followed all three of the props I gave out, all three cashed for another winning Thursday. But it's just – did you expect any less, Kev? I mean, I expected the um, 49ers to be rolling. I think they um they they just showed that they are a really great offense, and that's dangerous. That's so dangerous for a team that has such a great defense. But they're looking like very much what we thought the Eagles were gonna redo again this year. So that team is steamrolling. Christian McCaffrey is always looking good, and they did it without Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, fucking fucking phenomenal. He's a phenom. That team is a problem. And who was it? Nick Bosa got his first sack this um. This um, week. And this close to being a safety, too. I mean, and I, I'll give Daniel Jones some credit because if you really watch the sack, he had the awareness to know, like, you, you'll you see when Nick Bosa hits him, he does, like, you know how wide receivers do the tiptoe shit out of bounds so they stay in bounds? He mm-hmm. did that with the one-yard line. Like, he literally, like, dragged his toe on that one-yard line so, like, that bitch wouldn't be a safety. And I was like, oh, that boy got it. I mean, it was a shit play, but you got to leave a little something out of it. Yeah, Thursday night football was fun. I was doing this while I was stressing about some shit. So, motherfucking, it was a nice, like, it's just either a Giants get their ass with like that, even though I have no problem for the Giants. I, I believe that the gift that keeps on giving. But to see them get their ass with like that was like, ah, nice little reprieve. I don't think there's anything for the Giants this year, though. Like, these Giants, they made it to the playoffs last year, and they got a dub. But this team, this Giants team this year, is going to just look like they're just always going to have a new problem. Is gonna defeat. There's nothing that a defense, any team can go and score on their defense, and motherfucking, they can get, they can string along decent drives, but they're always gonna get caught up on some third down or some bullshit. So yeah, I don't see much from this Giants team. I think, I think we can't judge them just yet because even this game, they were without um, Andrew Thomas, probably their best player, and then Shaquan, who's probably their second best player. And if, if either way, it's one and two both of them being one and two and then their center or guard another starting lineman was out and that 49ers like they just happened to go up against the Cowboys defense which just blew them out the 49ers just blew them out and then the Cardinals who right now might be the friskiest dog of the year with the way that they just keep showing up but they're not winning yet but they keep showing up the games so like if I I don't want to count them out just yet just because two of those three games at the end of the season, we'll look back and be like, if the Cowboys continue doing the Cowboys things and the 49ers continue doing the 49ers thing, it could be like, yeah, they probably should have lost both those games. Like, the, the, So they will see because the, the schedule, I think, gets a little easier as the um, season progresses because uh, 49ers-Cowboys in, like, first three games, that's a 
That's some tough. That's a tough. Hey, that is some tough shit, right? But hey, Paul, I'm I'm a quick to jump to conclusions as motherfucker. And I'm telling you, I'm counting them boys out until further notice. All I'm right. the person that they if they were to go on a run, I'm the person that they be talking about. Oh yeah, y'all was just counting us out. Yeah, 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 water boy. We heard you. We heard you. Yeah, hey, I'm that nigga. And I didn't I mean my props three and oh. I gave out George Kittle over three and a half receptions. I think he had like eleven targets. He had like seven catches. Uh, Daniel Jones over 19 and a half completions. He was throwing that shit from quarter one to quarter four. And then Christian McCaffrey over 79 and a half. That one was the closest one. And he still got over. He had like, he ended with like 85 or 86, but easy. It was a nice little Thursday for me. It was fun. It was a vibe. But on to this week. Wait, wait, all your props here, right? Oh, yeah, all three of my – the only one that – I have yet to hit a ride-or-die bet, but they're always big odds, and I came real close. Like, CMC needed three more yards, and Kittle needed to score a touchdown, and it wasn't like Kittle wasn't getting the, 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 the looks. So, but at straight-up props, 3-0. Nice. But on to the slate, cap, and we're actually going to start off with your team. One o'clock, baby. Yeah, we're going on the road to Detroit, where Detroit Lions are a three-point favorite. Your Falcons opened up as a three-point underdog. Cordell Patterson got hurt again in practice, and he probably will not be suiting up. The Lions are pretty banged up. Offensive tackle is not going to play. Uh, their safety, Kirby Joseph, Emmanuel Mosley, their guard, they're all out. David Montgomery, Josh Reynolds, and Amon St. Amon St. Brown's doubtful to play, but then Josh Reynolds and David Montgomery are like, Game time decision. So they're really banged up. Three point favorite at home. Does that give you some confidence, Kev? Oh, those are a lot of hitters to be hurt. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I didn't know that many people was hurt. But I mean, I'm always I've always believed that like a team next listen, I'm all I'm a next man up type of mindset, mindset um motherfucker. So I I believe in them. I believe they got some decent dudes up filling those holes. Maybe St. Raw, St. Brown, that's a tough one to fill. I mean, I'm not mad about um, Montgomery not playing because that means Gibbs better. They better figure out how they're going to use Gibbs. And then this is the best time to do it. Maybe steal that starting position. I'm just saying. Make my make my fantasy um pick look a little better. But I'm looking forward to this game because I want to see the continuous progress of our um, team. And we have to go against this crazy-ass D-line. We got the, we got the O-line to deal with this crazy-ass D-line. But we gotta do. We, we're doing short passes, motherfucking a lot of runs. Like we're really trying to dink and dunk this motherfucker. We might have to go to Patriot style to get down this bitch. Cause like that defense is a problem. I was that defensive line is a problem with the pressure. And, and uh, I I mean even with all the injuries, I actually really like the Lions here. They're just at home. Jared Goff. Remember the stat? I, I don't have it in front of me anymore. But remember the difference between Jared Goff at home and Jared Goff on the road. Jared Goff at home, he knows how to get shit done. And uh, I think this is – I low-key think this might be a little shootout. Like, I think this is going to be like a 27-30 game where, like, both offenses are moving. And I just – I'm going to trust Jared Goff a little bit more than what uh, I trust Desmond Riddler. Even though Riddler does show that he don't care about stats, he cares about winning games. But I, I, I like the Lions at home. You already know, man. I got my dirty birds. I believe in our defense to get stops and turnovers. And I think that's powerful. We can get we can turn the ball over against somebody against the Lions who usually aren't that big on turnovers. 
that's a big deal because I feel like this game, this is a game of possessions. Like, who's taking the most value in these possessions? Because, like, I feel like when you get, especially like late in the fourth, obviously everyone's going to be crucial. But, like, when those third, those um, possessions where like you were kind of driving and you got, you got caught, you might have got a penalty or for some reason you lost a little momentum and you didn't get that third down and you have to kick a field goal instead of taking that bitch down and punching it in the end zone, that's going to make a difference in this game because it's going to come up to those little points. No, and Ar- I mean, who do you think wins? A- you put Arthur Smith and Dan Campbell in a phone booth. Who who walking out? Duh, Arthur Smith, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna pull an Undertaker and like come out from under that. Be like, Dan, come with me, come with me. <laughs> yeah, I want see. Uh, that'd be a fun little because uh, ever since Arthur Smith got that fucking mustache, I'd be looking at him now like, oh, that's a Dan, that's Dirty Dan. I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> that's Dirty Dan when I see him, but. And then, uh, so we're split on the first one. I do have a nice little prop for this one, and I like it. It's Josh Reynolds over three and a half receptions. It's actually at plus odds right now, plus 115. And if Armand St. Brown isn't able to go, which is right now it's up in the air, I think Josh Reynolds automatically becomes wide receiver one. And if it's a shootout, like I think it will be over three and a half, I think he's been getting a lot of targets. So, like, I think he'll get those four catches. Mm-hmm. And then your boy, Bijan. Over 67 and a half rushing yards. I felt like oh, that's yeah. real low, especially after the last week when he showcased to the world why he was a first-round pick. Even the, the raw-ass camera angle they gave that boy on the TikTok. Like, the Falcons are going to start using him. And with all those injuries with the uh, the um, Lions, I could definitely see him cutting up, getting him like, get him going. And also, I'm pairing that with B. John Robinson anytime touchdown. Minus yep. That's pick them odds. That's going to happen. If it's in the air or on the ground, they're going to get B. John into the end zone. Crash it. Then on to our next game. This is a, a, another potential shootout. We got – this might be the best game on the slate at 1 o'clock. The Vikings at home where they're a one-point favorite against the Los Angeles Chargers. Both teams 0-2. Both teams looking to get their first win of the season here. Potent offenses. A few injuries to note. Austin Eckler is going to be out. Joey Bosa is a little banged up. Vikings, no Marcus Davenport. But other than that, we're all good to go. And uh, just so everyone knows, this podcast was one of the few podcasts that said, if you're drafting Austin Eckler, just know he probably won't play every game this season. This is back-to-back weeks. No Eckler. So keep that in mind with contract talks. Hey, man, this is – I'm glad the way you brought this up. This is low-key a cheater. The Chargers have only played good games this year. And the Vikings love one-score games. That's their favorite. So, nobody – the winner finally gets their first win of the season? Oh, these boys are fighting for blood. I think zero defense is going to be played. I do think there might be some picks. Like, I think both quarterbacks could potentially throw a pick in this game, and it won't even matter. Like, I feel like it's still put up 30, 30, 300 yards each. Um, fantasy, if you have any one of these players, like, it's a must-start type of game because, like, the wire, all the wide receivers are probably going to eat. The tight ends, like, should be a fun little matchup. I, I, how do you – who do you think – who do you think is walking out with their first win, Kev? Is it Kirk? Is it Justin? You see how Paul be playing the mind games? Like, he – the Kirk and the Justin – because he knows how I feel about Jay Jettis. And you know how close the game this is. You can go either or. This game should really be a pickle. The only reason it is. A it's a one-point oh. one point spread, basically. It's based on oh, there's a pickle to get. It's a pickle. It's a pickle. So, 
Uh, I give it to, oof. I want to give it to Jay Jettas, right? Jay Jettas and um, the, her cousins. But I don't trust their running game to exploit um, to exploit the Chargers. But <sighs> I don't like that running game to exploit the Chargers. But if this is going to be a one-score game, I trust the Vikings a little bit more than I trust the Chargers. At home, Kirk Cousins is a dog at 1 o'clock. But, I mean, that's one thing you can follow, the Kirk Cousins at home at 1 o'clock. He's, he's a known winner. That boy can show up. But the Chargers on the road, I mean, we, for, we forgot to kind of touch on this throughout the season, but this is one of my favorite things for the past two years is you take the Chargers when they're on the road and you pick against them when they're at home. And I and if it's going to be a one-possession game, the Chargers already lost two one-possession games to start this season. So I have the Vikings. Uh, I mean, you could go either way. But I just think – I think that Herbert and them – I think Kellen Moore finds a way. I, it's not even Staley. Staley's not the coach to me. Kellen Moore is the coach over there in Los Angeles. And I think I think that offense gets it, gets it right. Yeah, I can see it. Then – Next game on the slate, it's going to be the Browns are at home without Nick Chubb. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite going up against the Tennessee Titans, um, one of the lower over-unders over of the evening, so they think it's going to be a fucking defensive battle. Again, the Browns don't have their all-pro that he's on. He's out, Crocker, and no Nick Chubb. Titans, a few people banged up. DeAndre Hopkins questionable. Their uh, offensive lineman questionable. Uh, Anthony Kendall, the cornerback's questionable. So they're a little banged up, but nothing too crazy. Uh, do, you, do you like the Browns to get it done at home, or do you think they're going to be lost without Chubb? I like Coach Vrabel in this one, man. I think Vrabel's a dog. I think he dogged his way to win last week. And I think he's going to show that he's a fucking dog. It's going to be another, like, 16-17 game, but this is going to be the one they win. So this is actually one of my best bets, Kev, and it is the Browns minus three and a half. The Titans, I, I like them to show up against the Chargers because of that run defense. The Browns' defense is the unsung hero because everyone's watching Watson and how shitty he's doing. But this defense, Kenny Pickett, they, uh, they scored what? Like, I think 26 points to beat the Browns. That Steelers offense never even entered the red zone. They never made wow. it to the 30-yard line. It was all field goals and all defense, whereas the Titans' defense, I don't think, will do that. And Watson, even though I don't think he's good, He'd be showing he's mobile. He he be he be moving. He be getting dry. He be finding a way to get first downs. And I just I like their defense to just make the Tannehill's life misery. And I just think the Browns are gonna the defense is gonna be what wins in this game. Like it might be like a a twenty one to ten game, and they didn't really have to do much because the Browns defense is getting interceptions and shit. Bro, I might have got the craziest message ever. Notification ever. They said that Will Levis lost his um girl to. Morgan Wallen and the Nashville Streets is probably just exactly what Will needed to be a certified dog to succeed in the NFL. I don't know. I see Ryan Tannehill not playing this game. Will Levis comes out of nowhere, drops no, 30. Will Levis is hard He's not even traveling. He's staying in Nashville to hit the Nashville bars. I was about to say, like, they say he lost his girl to Morgan Wallen and the Nashville Streets. And I've been out there in Nashville. The streets is wild. She actually got famous because of that, uh, her the little draft thing, because she was just a, a pretty, she was really pretty. So then she became like a model overnight type shit. <laughs> nice, that's how it goes. Uh, and then uh, so damn, Kev, three games, three straight different picks. I kind of like this so far. I don't think we've had that yet. 
Next game, we have the New York Jets at home where they're two-and-a-half-point underdog to the Patriots. And before you go, Kev, I'm just going to try to steer you the right way. Patriots here, one of my favorite bets of the weekend, Patriots minus two-and-a-half, put it onto the best bets. I really like – Bill Belichick owns Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has yet to beat the Patriots, Bill Belichick. Like, uh, No, I think he's like one in something maybe. I don't know. but And it's usually bad. Zach Wilson plays his worst football which is crazy to think about because it's always bad football. But he plays <laughs> football when he's going up against Bill Belichick. And I and I think this is going to be like a Ramondre Stevenson. We haven't heard much of Ramondre Stevenson all year. I think this is the game where Ramondre Stevenson reminds folks, like, hey, I'm still a top 10 running back fantasy-wise. I can do it all. We might see a big game from him, big game from Hunter Henry. I, I just really like this Patriots squad to, like, come out and just squash Zach Wilson. I'm telling you now, I don't like – I don't like this Patriots um, offense to get too active against this team, but they did look good against the Dolphins, and they did look decent. They were, I want to say they looked good. They were able to score against the Dolphins, and they were able to score against the um, the Eagles, and now they have to play the Jets. So they kind of have played like three elite defenses in a row, even though the Dolphins do be letting people score and shit, but the Dolphins can get stops, and they do have t- good talent on that defense. So – I don't think this defense is this this Patriots team is gonna squash the Jets. I but I do like them to bust their ass. I do like the Patriots defense to be the unsung hero in this game and really have a hundred different looks from Zach Wilson and my dog Christian Gonzalez. I'm really run, I'm really running at that. This man is gonna be defensive rookie of the year and he's look he's been able to make plays in his first two games. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, you better buckle up, Bucko. Christian oh, no, Wilson be finding a way to get loose. And maybe it's because he's on my fantasy team. I'm always going to root for him. But he do be finding a way to get loose. He does. He does. But I will say, I don't have to, I don't have the odds in front of me. I'll probably find it. But one of the long shots, I'm not going to put my record on it, so it's not an official play. But just know I'm going to bet a little bit on it. It'll be a Patriots defense anytime touchdown score. I, I could see a pick six, a sack, fumble, touchdown, you know, just something anytime uh touchdown score for the defense. And that does also include the special teams. And everyone knows the Patriots are godly at special teams. Yeah. So and then uh I forgot to hit on this for the Viking Chargers game. I did have a prop. It was a uh, Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver who's already wide receiver two on the team, like KJ Osborne hit the fuck back. Uh yeah, I thought that was crazy. Jordan Addison, over three and a half receptions. I've been riding this since week one. He's cashed every single week so far. And once again, I'm going to ride the over three and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout. And if Justin Jettis is – Jay Jettis is getting double team, Addison's going to be the guy getting the catches. I like him. Like, I would give him any time touchdown. I'm not going to lie to you, but that's just me. Uh, our next game on the slate, Kev, we got Washington Commanders 2-0. and at home, six-point underdog to the Bills. And it was seven points, so this number's been moving, so it, it might be closer to seven kickoff. Right now it's at six. Uh, I mean, the Bills look great last week. They completely destroyed the Raiders. And then you had the Commanders go one of the craziest games so far the season with the Broncos, where the Broncos almost came back on a Hail Mary, went for two, didn't get it. So, but Sam Howell, I mean, we might have to, I'm going to have to apologize to Sam Howell. He so far is looking like a guy. And, it's, and maybe it's the enemy. The enemy's getting this Washington offense looking great. Brian Robinson has been looking great at running back, too. I think he's like number five or six in rushing yards on the season right now. Like, 
crazy because I definitely passed them up. Yeah, like Washington right now, this is that team that didn't have any noise in the free eight, like uh, off season, and they're they're two and zero right now, six point underdog have at home. Do you think the Washington Magic continues, or do you think the Bills just uh, if you're not a, a a great team, they just kind of beat you up? Like, what, how do you see this one going? I think six point underdogs is a lot, but it's like I can see the Bills winning by a touchdown. I can see this a thirty um, I can see this as a thirty piece game. 30-piece on them? I can see this being a 30-piece game. They um they dropped a 30 on the boys. And then I can see this like as a good – I can see this going like a 31, 32 to 20 game. They're not going to kill their ass. And I feel like you're from Jack, Zach um, – not Zach Wilson. Josh Allen is going to have some points where he really uh, – where he makes some crucial mistakes and just doesn't look too great. And then that's going to be what puts um keeps Washington in this game early. I just think they're just going to keep their foot on the gas the whole game and just continue to score over time. What I really want to see is if they're going to be able to continue that dominance of an all-around offense because their running backs got off last game. They scored a lot of touchdowns. So I want to see, are they going to be able to keep a balanced offense or is it just going to be Josh Allen going to be the running back? So so I heard someone make a good point about this is Eric Bieniemy, offense former offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he has a lot of experience going up against the Bills' defense. And that I was like, Dan, that's a good point because he can game plan. He'll know – he'll give, he'll be able to get Sam Howell. He knows what the Bills' defense looks like. He's played him multiple times in the playoffs. And it's a lot of the same returning guy. So I could see this being really close. I didn't put it – It was a, this was a fringe best bet when I said Washington plus six. But I'm going to trust my instinct on Sam Howell, still not a guy. If he proved me wrong here and this game's real close, I'm probably going to have to uh, turn my thought process around on him and the whole uh, team. But I do have, I do think this game's going to be kind of close. I, I still think the Bills are going to win it. But the one thing that I feel the most certain about, and it's on the prop sheet, Josh Allen, anytime interception. Uh, I think the Washington Commanders defense, like their front four, like, has been dominating. I think they got, like, four sacks last game, three sacks the game before that. They're getting sacks as a unit, which is letting the secondary and everyone else play good defense on the back end. And I'm going to see – like, Josh Allen, I think, is going to force something in this game, and we'll see we'll see another costly interception on that boy. Yeah, I, feel, I can see that coming. Or maybe, like, a fumble. See, I, they don't have the fumble prop, but they just have the interception. I'm, I'm going to ride the, um, the one, one – at least one interception in this game. But I still think the Bills are going to win. Yeah. Then let's jump into our next game. Uh, this one's a little bit fun. It's a, basically a pick 'em. We got the Green Bay Packers at home, where they're hosting the New Orleans Saints. The Packers are a one point favorite at home. Saints are one and a half point favorite at home. Saints are one and a half point underdog. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start this one because I know you're gonna hate on the Saints, but honestly, that defense is just looking so good. Like I, uh. Jordan Love, if it wasn't for two caught, like if the Falcons didn't give him like two deep shot pass interference calls to get him into red zone, people aren't really going to be talking about Jordan Love and his back to back three touchdown games. They're going to be talking about how the Falcons held him to only like 150 yards and how the offense struggled and they looked real bad. Uh, but we're not talking about that. But I remember those two deep shots that turned into pass interference calls, and I just don't think he'll get that against with the Lattimore and the Saints team. 
I really like the Saints here on the road as a one one and a half point underdog. I did, I did my best bet, Saints plus one and a half. I even sprinkled some on the money line. I think they win straight up. Like you're not gonna take them as your dog. So this is the, the little the little forecast warning of what what my dogs may be. Who did the Packers play in their first game? The Bears. Yes. Which right now What's is a shit. Yeah, like that deep that Island Williams just resigned as a the, the defensive coordinator. He's out of there, and uh, like I just think Jordan Love's again. Like he's kind of like media's kind of rocking with him a little bit too much, and I think this is the game where we see him shit the bed. And they're I still cleaned up. I'm pretty. I'm ninety nine percent sure there's still no Christian Watson. David Bacchinari is up in the air is questionable, and Aaron Jones is still going to be out. Mm. This is their first tr- look at a real defense, like for real, for real. And though I don't feel like they're – I think it comes down to defense on both sides. I think the defense led by Marshawn Lattimore and the defense led by Jair Alexander, who can get the turnover. Who can get crucial stops on third down? Who can get stops late in the game? And if it came down to a last drive, which I don't think it would, it definitely would take Derek Carr over Jordan Love. So I'm not going to lie to you. I really came in here kind of ready to say fuck the Saints. But I was like, damn, now that I think about it, the Packers offense really hasn't gone against a great defense, and they haven't looked – they haven't looked – they key scored touchdowns, but they didn't look unstoppable at any point in the time. So – I think I you could convince me in the Rockets Saints with you. I'm not gonna lie. All right, I'm happy to bring you on this side. I do have Derek Carr under 242 and a half passing yards, just because you brought up a good point, Jair Alexander. I think the Packers defense is still gonna get the card. Um, and then I think oh, and then Jordan Love. I have both quarterback unders. Jordan Love under 212 passing yards, 212 and a half passing yards. It, again, if, if it wasn't for those pass interference calls, jo- Jordan Allen's going three and out, punting the ball. I mean, Jordan Love's going punting the ball. So, those are, I'd like both of them to have a pretty shitty game this this week. Damn. Let's see. So, we're both rocking with the Saints. Our next game on the slate will be a divisional game, one of the biggest spreads on the slate. Jaguars are eight-point favorite at home where they're hosting the Texans. CJ Stroud was a little banged up. He's questionable to play, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. He seems like a gamer. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. just got placed on IR. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks, so that's a pretty big blow to that defense, which has been low-key really good this to start the season. Uh, but how do you see this game, Kev? Do you think the Jaguars handle the Texans, or do you think this, that division doesn't make sense and like somehow, some way, the Texans get a dub? So I actually think that division doesn't make sense. But I think it's when they play against other teams. Like, the fact that the Texans look good for three quarters against the Ravens. And, like, whether if, like, last year the Colts beat the Chiefs. Like, I think that's what their fucking division does. Like, when the Jaguars, when the Chiefs, when the fucking um, the Colts didn't make the playoffs because they lost to the Jaguars in the final game. When they just pulled up looking like clown. I think forever clown that division. Town. Yeah, I feel, think forever that division is going to be crazy. But I think the Jaguars is here to fuck them boys up. The Jaguars look good. They play. They made the. They made Pat Mahomes and them to look ugly and dirty. This is a defense that doesn't get talked about enough. And I love. I like the Jags. I'm rocking with my Jaggies on this one for sure. 
So, yeah, I'm a rock with the Jags, too. I think they'll win this game. This was another fringe best bet. I think the Texans probably covered the eight points. I think it's going to be real close just because this, this division don't make sense. And the Texans' defense has been really good. It's just the offense struggles so much that you wouldn't know that the defense is doing good. But And I think we'll see. Actually, one of the props, Trevor Lawrence, anytime interception thrower. I think we see him getting a little bit too forcing things to Ridley. Maybe, I don't know. I just think they get a little too cute, and we see a Texans get an interception on Lawrence. But I do see the same thing. I do see that this is a difference in uh, talent on the field. And I got to rock with the Jags. That was still That's still one of my favorite teams to rock with. So, yeah, give me the Jags here at home. I'm not sure if this is their home debut, but it might be. Yes, sir. Take my Jaggies on that thing, man. Then – um. Our next game on the slate, trying, oh, we got the Ravens at home, eight-point favorite against the Colts. Anthony Richardson is going to be out. It will be Gardner Minshew, who looked pretty damn good throwing that thing whenever he came in. Uh, but it will be Gardner Minshew-led team going up against the Ravens. The offensive line for the Ravens still banged up, but you couldn't tell last week with the way Lamar was playing. Do you see the the Colts making this interesting, or do you see the the Raven? Do you just see the Ravens blowing? Like, how do you see this one going? America, you see how Paul be setting you up? I just talked about how crazy this division is, and then you're thinking, like, yo, there might be a chance that the Colts could do something crazy. I don't think that chance is in hell. I think this this Ravens team is only going to get better and well-oiled, become a better well-oiled machine. I was just on the phone with Slick the other day and Zay Jones. He's waiting for him to take off. He's he's getting there. He's waiting for him to just go crazy. It's coming. He said it might be this Zay, week. Zay Flowers. Zay, Zay, Zay Jones Flowers. is a Jaguars wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, Zay Flowers. Zay, appreciate you. Zay Flowers, he's waiting for him to go crazy. So I don't know, man. I'm gonna definitely take the Ravens, and I want, and I'm because I'm just hoping that this Ravens team is just isn't peaking yet. The boys is just slowly figuring things out, and when it's the right time, closer late in the season, playing against them when they got to play against the um, get into the playoffs, and they're playing for the number one seed, the um, the number the number one in the division. I think that's when they'll be peaking. So this team, I don't think this is going to be a, a perfect Ravens team, but I do think this team, this Ravens team is going to come in and handle business efficiently. I So I'm a co-sign to, I think the Ravens, I, I think this game is going to be close until it isn't. Yeah. I think the first quarter is going to be close. I think the second quarter is going to be a little bit close too, whereas both defenses are playing real well because the Colts defense has been playing really well too. And then Lamar Jackson takes the top off. Like Lamar Jackson is the Ferrari here. And we haven't really had, we had Lamar Jackson play good games to start the season, but we haven't had the Lamar Jackson 80 yard rush game. He breaks one for a 60 yard touchdown yet. We haven't had the Lamar Jackson game. And I think this could be the week where we get the Lamar Jackson game. And And then you'll see the headlines of this is why he was paid all this money. He just first quarterback ever to have, and it'll be like so and so stat line. Action Jackson, you waiting for Action Jackson to top this? We're gonna, we're gonna get. I don't think we've seen the shades all year. I think we'll see the shades on the sideline, Jackson. Oh. Uh, but then our next game, my favorite game of the weekend, we're gonna have the, over the over the Chargers and um, blah blah blah. Oh, of course. You got the Dolphins home game, first home game of the season, where we're taking on the Denver Broncos. Vic Vangio revenge game. Just going to say that straight up. Our defensive coordinator, he kind of left the building, got fired in the Broncos. 
He's back. He's on our. He's. And I think it's be a good defensive, uh, a good game for them. And I've been saving this. I told Kev I got a little new merch. Shout out to Totally Blitz member from y'all know him from the boxing side of the podcast and the Fight Club. Marcus Primetime Penley. That boy went out for my birthday. I haven't seen him in forever, but I finally saw him today. He gave me my birthday gift from back in July. Nice. Can you nice. See, you see how we coming? I, I got to throw it on. I told him when I saw him literally just a couple hours ago, I said, I'm so happy you gave that to me. I'm going to put that bitch on for the podcast. I'm on the show. Oh, shout out that boy, Marcus, man. So you got to put it on. I got the good juju going. I have to wear the Xavier Howard shirt, though, also, just because we haven't lost since I recorded with it on. I'm and, telling you. Got the double. Nice. Hey, shout out that man's Marcus, man. Uh, got the tag got the on, tag it, on it and, and all. all. Ooh, that yeah. looks good. I will say, though, Jalen Waddle, concussion protocol, he may not play, uh, which is kind of a big, a big bummer. But other than that, like we still got Tyreek Hill, and if he don't play, you still got we got Braxton Berrios, who's a fucking speedster that people know from the Jets last year as their punt returner. He was he's been a River Craycraft. Then you got fucking Raheem Morster. I think this might be a Raheem Morster game again. We might see another hundred yard rush game out of the old boy. But this Mike McDaniel's has got this team humming. There's nothing like even after the interception thrown from Tua, it wasn't like they came out and played a different offense. It was just they took that shit in stride and just kept it moving. And I just think this this Dolphins team, like their confidence level is at all-time high. They're, at, they're finally at home. The defense has yet to have Jalen Phillips, who I'm telling you, he's going to ball once he's on the field. Hopefully he comes this week. Andrew Van Ginko, and Van Ginko was one of the highest-rated defenders last well, last week. Then you got Bradley Chubb, who's been holding it down at defensive end. This might be a revenge game for him since they traded him out the Broncos last season as well. So, like, give me the Dolphins. Give me the minus six and a half. This isn't the best bet. This is just something I'm going to ride personally. I like us here at home, and I'd like us to really just blow out these Broncos. Yeah, I like you to fuck them boys up, and I like Big Fangio to be a feast on them. I'm, I'm talking everything. Give up every – oh, I bet you he's been up. He's not going to sleep that night because he's just thinking about how many different looks he's going to give them boys. We're going to eat. And then uh, I got this prop. It might have moved a little bit, but all my props are when I take the bet when I'm announcing on the show. Darren Smythe, who's our number one tight end, y'all might not know the name. He had like six targets, seven targets, a few catches. But Darren Smythe, over two and a half catches. If there's no waddle, I expect the two of the sling to rock around over two and a half to the number one tight end. I think that's a simple, easy candy right there. Nice. Uh, then we're going to move to our next guy. I knew you were going to go to the Dolphins. Now we're on to the 4 o'clock slate. The 4 o'clock slate is kind of ugly. But first one, Seahawks at home hosting the Panthers. No, there will be no Bryce Young, as most people think right now. Andy Dalton probably will be the starter. It's a six and a Seahawks are a six and a half point favorite at home. I'm gonna open up and say this is one of my best bets. Give me the Panthers plus six and a half. The Panthers offense has struggled real bad, but they went up against the Falcons, which have a good defense. The Saints that have a really good defense. The Seahawks, who however, they do not have a good defense. The Miles Sanders experience. I think we'll see a big game for Miles Sanders. I um. I actually have both of his props over 14 and a half carries 
and over 60 and a half yards. I think we see a big Miles Sanders game. Andy Dalton, I think he, he's not someone you win a lot of games if you have him all season, but he's the perfect one or two week quarterback and he'll get you a dub. And I think, well, the, I, I'm even sprinkled a little bit on the Panthers money line here. I really like the Panthers here. I'm going to go out and even say I'm picking the Panthers on the road to beat the Seahawks, the upset Geno Smith and them boys. Mm. It's going to be that Andy Dalton magic. Andy Dalton to Adam Thielen. Andy Dalton to DJ Chark. And then we'll see Miles Sanders just cutting up. I think we'll see uh, I, I think we see a good Panthers offense for one week. Mm. Uh, I'm kind of torn in between the two. I think I'm going to have six and a half points. Six and a half point dog. I'm telling you, best bets plus six and a half. Give me them. I'm, I'm gonna put my balls on the line and take the money line pick here too. I'm, I'm torn between the two because I saw, I seen the Panthers and I think the Panthers do have a great defense still. Even though I do think they let people score on them, I think they have a decent defense. But watching Geno just kind of just catch heat and like, cause catch heat and like just really seal the moment. Last week against the D-line that was coming all over his motherfucking ass and coming for his head every 20 seconds, I don't see too many team defenses fucking with a guy like that. So I think this – um I think Geno and this and this and DK and everybody on Tyler Lockett, everybody on this offense is coming ready to play. So I think – and this defense is without J.C. Horn, right? No J.C. Horn and Shaq Thompson got hurt last on Monday night. So I'm – I think it would be cool to take the Panthers. You look like you're a betting man. That minus six might have got you. But I got to take the Seahawks on this one. And I think it's crazy. You think they're going to win straight up, don't you? Straight up. I, I made the pick. I'm sprinkling on the money line. This is going like to be the game. We haven't had a real big game in the so far where, like, there was a big underdog win. The Giants almost lost to the Cardinals. That was real close. The, uh, the Commanders almost lost to the Cardinals. That was real close. There's a couple games where it got real close to the dog actually, like a big dog doing it. And I think this is going to be that first big dog that, like, actually that barks and bites. Yeah, I can respect it, but no, nah, I got the Seahawks, my guy. And uh, I forgot to hit on this during the Jaguars-Texans game, but I got Dalton Schultz under 33 and a half yards. He just, for some reason, they just don't like throwing him the ball. Like, I don't know. Dalton Schultz went from, like, a premier tight end on the Cowboys to now he's just probably a hundred, not even hundred, probably like twenty miles up the road now on the Texans, and they don't like him over there. That boy does not get used. Right, that's crazy. Uh, now let's jump into another four o'clock slate. Um, Chiefs are a twelve and a half point favorite at home against the Bears. A lot of shit coming out of the Bears. The defensive coordinator. First, there was a whole bunch of fake news about the defensive coordinator got raided by the feds and a whole bunch of crazy allegations and that actually the peanut Tillman, Charles Tillman, is the one that called the Bears to let him know, former great Bear cornerback. And then it all turned out to be fake news. He resigned, family's concerns, health, da-da-da-da. But it was a, a wild storm of shit going on for a good 45 minutes in the NFL world. Uh, but That's the Bears wild. still still a wildfire, even, even with all that being said. Um, Chiefs, 12.5-point favorite. Like, think the Chiefs does mow them down? 
The Bears have shown that they are like I, I'll make my pick. I think the Chiefs win, but I do have one of my best bets is the Bears plus twelve and a half. I just the, the Chiefs win games. They don't cover big spreads, and this is gonna be one of them. And I just think Justin Fields was talking about the play calling. It was too robotic. This and that, and then he apologized for those comments. He didn't mean it that way. About I just think this is the game where they say fuck it, Fields, go play ball. Like, we're not going to make you a pocket pass. We're not going to make you do too much reading the deep. Just go play ball. And we'll get that Justin Fields big game. Somehow they cover the spread. And I I really like – I think this is the Fields game that people have been waiting for that drafted him highly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the Chiefs still win. Don't get me wrong. Chiefs still win. I just think, I got the Bears plus 12 and a half, one of my best bets. I like the Chiefs to bust their motherfucking ass. Like – I'm still mad that I took to get the Bears second to win his division. I still don't know how I did that. But um, I must have been really tired that night. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs better whoop their stupid ass, especially after having that ugly-ass win against the, um, the motherfucking Jaguars last week. I think this Chiefs team feels like they done faced a little bit of adversity, and they're here to whoop some ass and then slide. Now, when you see that when you see that Justin Fields highlight, there's no, I started him in fantasy. Well, you see Chris Jones kill that motherfucker. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and DJ Moore, like, and it got bad where DJ Moore with the Bucks because Bucks played against the Panthers twice a year. They have very familiar. They're very familiar with DJ Moore, and the Devin White is mic'd up, and he says they ain't using you right, and DJ Moore uh-huh. saying, I know. Like, and like so, I just think this is a game where they just, the the coaches put their hands up and say, "Fuck it, y'all y'all play ball, like y'all do y'all's thing." <laughs> and if it don't work, then we just know the Bears don't stink. I mean, they still stink, but uh, I just like them. I I just like this big spread. This, is a, this ain't college ball. This is NFL. Next game, the this is why the four o'clock game stink. Another big spread. Cardinals are a twelve and a half point underdog at home. Against the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys, no Tavon Diggs, torn ACL, will be out for the season. They're so lucky they traded for Gilmore uh, because they would have they would have had no cornerback depth. They would have been totally – Gilmore still at least a solid corner to have. And then uh, – but it's still a big blow. Do you think Josh Dobbs and then Cardinals can get up for one more game? Fuck, no. I think they tried. I think they tried. But the Cowboys is going to drop 40 on their ass. Like, you know the Cowboys do not. If they don't think that you're supposed to be in this game with them, they are motherfucking going to – the motherfuckers are going to run up the score on your ass. So Michael Parsons coming through, looking like a fucking dominant monster, is another – he's defensive player of the year. It's going to be fucking insane when he does that. But, um, yeah, there's no way motherfuckers are stopping um this Cowboys team on either side of the ball. I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys got a special teams touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I, you you can get Q and talk about how Gannon, the head coach for the Cardinals, former Eagle coordinator, he has experience playing against the he has experience playing against the Cowboys, and he can cook up some defense and shit to stop Dak. But that's you getting cute. This ain't the Eagles' talent. This is the Cardinals' talent. All right. This is there's a big difference. And like you said, this is, ask the Giants what happens when the Cowboys feel like you shouldn't be in this game. It, it gets real ugly. Facts. 
Then the Sunday night football, close spread finally. Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorite at home where they're hosting the Steelers. Steelers, we all know about the Steelers' defense. Their offense woes continue. They have yet to look good on offense. Uh, you can't blame – I mean, the Browns are a good defense. 49ers are an elite defense. Does the, do the Steelers get their offense cooking against this Raiders defense? Or the Raiders, who people forgot, started off 1-0. and People just are talking about how, oh, they're back to being shitty again. Like, did they turn it around and find another win here at home? I do like the fact that this is a close spread because this is a close game, and it looks a lot closer than you might think because I think both these teams are better than we think they are. I think this Raiders offense is going to always figure out a way to score. They have They have weapons. And this Steelers defense is enough. Like, no rap cap. Like, if you ever told me, hey, but you could pull up with one gang of fighters, I'm just, let me get the Steelers defense. Let me get the Steelers starting line. TJ Watt, Nick Fitzpatrick, that is, I'm choosing my fighters. So, like, I think that's the biggest vibe for um these motherfuckers. So, if I had to choose either O, I'm leaning a little more Steelers than I am Raiders. But I just Raiders team is known for getting wins over teams like this. So, like, I'm kind of, like, back and forth, torn. This one I'm actually torn on. The Seahawks I was kind of capping. But this one I'm actually torn on. And I like the Steelers' defense over the Raiders just a little bit. I'm going to co-sign. I think still, and it's mainly the defense. And if the Raiders had a good defense, I could see I could go. I would probably pick the Raiders just because their offense probably will get beat by the Steelers, but their defense will be able to hold it down. Their defense is so bad. George Pickens, they asked him about what, how he feels about next week, and he said, I'm not – like, basically, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but to be honest, I couldn't name a single Raiders defensive player. And I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> like, like maybe that's bulletin board material for the Raiders for this game. Like, hey, look what George Pickens said. Look, look what the fuck he said. But – they're another team that has another shit storm. Chandler Jones and his crazy IG stories and rants on social media. They got him on like the like mental health list right now. I don't know. They got him somewhere. But the Raiders right now it is all over the place. Hunter Renfro name is being talked in trade talks because they're not using him on the team at all. Renfro was a thousand yard receiver before. So he will be used somewhere. Someone needs him. And uh so I, I like the Steelers here. I think the defense get it done. And the Raiders' defense is so bad, I think we we see a good game out of the Steelers' offense. I think Kenny Pickett and them actually look pretty good. Yeah, I could see that. And Mike Tomlin just having the right scheme for everything. But it's crazy that Chris Jones, that shit was going on. Anytime I hear some Chris Jones, I'd be like, where's related to John Jones? And I don't know. Not Chandler Jones is related to John Jones. Is Chris Jones related to John Jones, too? Uh. No, just Chandler and the, the third brother. I think was a player in the NFL, but he wasn't like that. Uh, that guy. Okay, but yeah, I think that's crazy to hear that. Anytime I hear Chandler, I'm like, bro, related to John Jones. Like, y'all got goat in y'all jeans. Uh oh, shit! Actually, before we move on, I did. I have a couple things I forgot to hit on. Uh, my third interception prop is Jordan Love anytime interception thrower. I uh, I think Jordan Love's gonna throw a pick to the Saint. Uh, and then uh, James Conner running back for the Cardinals under 54 and a half rushing yards. I think this game will be blowout by the second quarter and J James Conner won't begin runs anymore. Then I have um, Khalil Herbert bears running back over 34 and a half rushing yards. 
this number when he first game of the season it was at like 55 and then it's 45 and now it's at 34 and a half i like i said i think the chiefs the chiefs are gonna let this game get a little close and i think herbert i'd like Khalil herbert to go at least over 34 and a half rushing yards that's the number one running back fuck with Khalil herbert i'd be hurt when that boy be having bad games yeah so and then um I did have another bet for this. Actually, I had uh, I forgot to hit on these uh, other. Uh, I can't even open it. Won't let me open it for some reason. But it was a uh, Jake Ferguson, the tight end for. Uh, he's the tight end for the Cowboys. Anytime touchdown score plus two forty, just because the Cardinals suck at guarding the fucking tight end, and he's the number one tight end over there. And then at, uh, I want to say I took oh uh, Quentin Williams. First round rookie wide receiver pick. I think it was the first wide receiver off the board. He got um I got him to score a touchdown in the Vikings versus Chargers game. He is like wide receiver three slash four on the Chargers. He hasn't done nothing this year so far, but they used the first round pick on him. He's gotta do something. I think that game's a shootout. But for him to score a touchdown, plus six hundred odds. So I think we might see one of the non star score. Okay. Okay. But now let's ride into Monday night football again with the double headers, Kev. We got a, a another double header. Yeah, another double header. Seven fifteen kickoff. Buccaneers at home, five point underdog against the Eagles. I know you're not a Bucks fan. I know you hate them boys, but I know you at least gotta admit that they their defense offense have looked pretty good so far to start the season. They're probably the biggest shocker to be two and zero. Uh but do you both teams undefeated? Someone's gonna walk out with an L. This is an NFC matchup. Who do you think is walking out with the L here? Eagles gonna whoop that ass. Whoop that trick. Whoop Not that even close. Trick. Does an ass whoop him? I mean, the the offense, the Bucks offense can try. I don't see Baker doing much against this Eagles defense. Big play slate, always coming through to make a big play every game. Brandon Graham and them boys, because is Tristan worst play? Tristan Rose will be playing. I mean, I'm not going to discount their O-line, but I think that D-line is still the truth. So the, the Eagles going to come in and whoop that trick because it's just up to the Eagles offense to just gel and mess well. And this could be a great game for Devontae Smith. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm actually – where you're zigging, I'm a zag. And I think this is going to be a big game for A.J. Brown. I actually – one of my props for this game is over 64.5 yards for A.J. Brown. I think that's that. They, they, you saw the little argument they had in that. Oh, like, I said, Paul saw one argument. It was like, oh yeah, they finna feed him. You right when the when the when the diva of the team makes their voice be heard, aka the wide receiver. The next week, they somehow, some way, get ten targets. They get force fed shit just so they don't have to complain anymore. So yeah, I think over sixty four and a half or sixty eight and a half number. And to put it in perspective, Devontae Smith was at sixty two and a half. So it's a difference of six yards uh, like that. Like th- that's how close the wide receiver one and two argument is over there. But I think AJ Brown, we haven't had a big game for him. I think this is his turn uh, on the Buccaneer side. I got Cade Otten over two and a half receptions. He's the tight end on the Bucks. The Eagles have been absolutely dog shit against tight ends. One of the bottom five teams against tight ends. Uh, if the other guys ain't eating, AKA Mike Evans and Godwin and Ricardo White in the run game, I do think I like I, I think the Eagles win, so I think the Eagles come out to a big lead. They're throwing the ball a lot. I see Kate Otten going over two and a half. But Chris Godwin, 
under five and a half reception. He just hasn't found his footing in this offense yet. Like it's been the Mike Evans show. Like it has it's clear cut wide receiver one, Mike Evans, wide receiver two, Godwin. And it's a pretty big gap. So I think Godwin, especially if Slay is on Mike Evans, that's gonna be a good matchup. But James Badbury as cornerback too, he's just been shutting shit down ever since last season and this season. Like Bradbury, on um, he guards the number two receivers. It's like one of the lowest PFF grades. So I just think uh, Godwin's gonna have a tough game. Yeah, James Bradbury got that. Bradbury Island, and they called Bradbury Island for a reason. He don't need no backup. That boy got that boy. That boy keeps a seatbelt on him at all times. Yeah, and like the this would be a game where I think the Bucks offense struggles because to get anything going really, and the Eagles is kind of like the, even the Eagles on a bad day is one of the better teams in the NFL. Yeah, and then our last game on the slate, Kev. Before we jump into everybody's favorite locks and dogs, where we've been kind of we we're kind of doing good over there, just to say so ourselves. We got a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. The Bengals at home, three-point favorite against the Rams, three-point underdog on the road. Joey B is up in the air, 50-50 to play this game. And then you might ask, who's the backup? Their backup was Will Greer. He was on the practice squad. But now he just went over to the Patriots. So they have no backup on paper even in the practice squad at quarterback. Uh, so I don't. So if he don't play, this might get this might get a little. We might like if the, the Tyler Boyd play quarterback on his Pop Warner team back in the day. Who knows? Like might be one of those situations. But I at all signs, I think if they have no backup, I think Joey B will play. I'll, I think that much at least. But like it is, it is something to think about. Joey B might not be healthy hundred percent. Rams, they've been looking feisty. They kept it close with the 49ers. They still lost. The Bengals, they've been looking real rough. And uh, do you think the Bengals start out, start off 0-3? Or do you think the Rams uh, just don't have enough to uh, stop them? Uh, I ain't going to lie to you. My Joe Burrow for MVP take at Staler and Staler by the week. This is going to be another time. But he is hurt right now. And shout out him for playing through injury, going through adversity. I respect it. You know, especially in a league where that's not like kind of like you don't really get cool points for that no more. But it's going to be a tough game. I'm taking the Bengals to win. I don't see like the offense doing much of explosive that shit. But there has been the second game. I think the game they played last week with the Ravens, they showed that they could. Was it the Ravens? The Bengals? Yeah, they played the Ravens. Yeah, they show glimpses of points, scoring points and shit, so I don't know. I think they still have a crazy team. They're just like, they're just a little banged up right now. And we haven't hit on it uh, throughout the episode, so shout out Puka. Yeah, shout out Puka. Rookie. First ever rookie in history to have back-to-back 100-yard games. First in his first two weeks, uh, I think he's sitting at like wide receiver number two, right behind Jay Jettas, uh, in the yardage category. But like, do you do you think Puka is really that guy, 
or do you think he's just in that Cooper Cup role? I was say they've shown in the past them just throwing to one person before, like, and that one person isn't here right now. So like, I'm not gonna say he's not him. I want to see him continue to play, but like, I hope people aren't trading their lives away in fantasy to grab him. See, I don't know how to view it because even because Cooper Cup has missed games before. Like he had a couple of stretches where he missed two games back to back, and it Van Je- it was like Van Jefferson, Odell, um, who was the other guy? They had an, a Tutu Atwell. They had a few guys that, um, and none of them was like none of them became Cooper Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like none of them was that like clear cut. This is the guy. So like I was just shocked. I'm just shocked to see that like like I can't determine if it's just because he's doing what Cooper Cup's role is because we've seen in the past where Cooper Cup goes down, he kind of spreads it out to everybody. Higby, Tutu, Van Jefferson, everyone gets a little bit of everything. Whereas right now, Puka is just eating, and I, I, I just don't know how to really view it. Like, I don't know. I want to see what happens when Cooper Cup does come back. I think that would be the biggest, like, is Puka now going from a top three wide receiver fantasy option to now on the waivers? Or is he continual? Will he still be like a a starting wide receiver on fantasy? Uh, we'll see. I think he'll still be like a starting wide receiver because he because once you get that trust, he's probably going to them five a.m. workouts with Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford and shit. Once you get that trust with a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, he's always going to look for you. So, but I just don't think he's going to be like like he's number two right now behind Jay Jettas. Like in like ten weeks, he's going to be. Number twenty-two. Hey, that's not bad for a rookie. I'll give him that. That's great. That's yeah. great. But it's just like you look great right now, and they're gonna keep feeding you. But defense is gonna start keying in, and they're gonna have to figure something else out fast. But we got a little sidetracked. I just had to get that question. We just haven't talked about Puka enough. I feel like on this uh, podcast, but I'm I'm gonna rock with the Bengals, and maybe like it, it, I still, you know, your, your preseason takes are still fresh in your mind. And you can't really – you don't want to change your mind on some teams, even though, like, some things say otherwise. And I don't want to change yeah. my mind on the Rams yet. I I think the Rams show that they have fight in them. But my preseason take was this team's going to be battling for a top-five pick with the Cardinals. They're gonna, I actually had them under the Cardinals in the uh, final projections of the division. And I'm going to stick with that gut feeling of, like, it's all smoke right now. And it will eventually, and it's all going to collapse on them. And I think the Bengals, Jamar Chase was even talking about, we need to start giving the ball downfield. And maybe once we get the ball downfield, we'll be able to open up the underneath stuff. But right now we're only throwing to underneath routes and defenses honing in. Like, you know, this is another case of the, the Jamar Chase is mad. He ain't getting used the way he feels like he should be getting used. Like you got two Ferraris on the left and the right. But you got them in the fucking right lane on the highway going 45. Mm-hmm. Put them bitches in the fast lane and let them ride. Like, so I th- I think we see that it's prime time. Joey B is somebody who I feel like he flourishes in prime time. He's just cool, calm, collected. And he only looks good. Like, he might shit the bed at 1 o'clock games. But if that bitch is at nighttime, 8 o'clock, and he knows all the bitches is watching, he's going to show up. Joey B is going to do what he do. He's going to get the dove some way, somehow. Just please, please guard for him. Please, please, please don't let him get more injured. Yeah, that's shit. I mean, that's 
the defense for the Seahawks have been playing not Seahawks, for the Rams have been playing a little better than I expected. But like I said, I'm hoping it's all smoke and my preseason take is still still gonna be valid. But by, I think by week five, if we gotta reevaluate yeah. the team. By week five, if we gotta be like, all right, we were wrong. We we were wrong on this team. We gotta stop picking six. the Steelers, Kev. The Steelers pass. I give it week six because yeah, the Steelers is on that list. The Bengals is on that list. The Rams is on that list. I'm gonna give it to the week Bears. Six. The Bears is on that list, Kev. The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, there's a few teams we might just sit there and be like, "Fuck, Kev. All right, we we got to erase what we thought prior to the season." Oh man. Huh. But uh, let's get the good times rolling, Kev. Is everyone's favorite segment? This is where the money's made. It's the locks and dogs of the weekend, Kev. And as always, I'm going to let you go first to uh, get the good mojo going. So let me hear your locks first. You know, Powell, this is everybody's favorite part of the show. So for my locks, I think there are a lot of big-ass spreads on this card, on this um this late this week. But I think for my locks, I would take the Seahawks. Definitely like them to get that dub. Over the Panthers? Yeah. And then I'll take the um the Bills to kill the um commanders. All right. That's not bad. I do I do like those. You got uh you got a, you got a big lock and a little lock. I like that. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go same division. Patriots to beat the uh Zach Wilson Jets. Don't overthink it. Bill Belichick owns them. And then that, uh, then I'm going to get the Dolphins to beat the Broncos. I got it. This is just for my boy Mark. Thank you. Shout out my boy Mark. Shout out that boy Vic Vangio, this defense. Revenge game for him and Bradley Chubb. And uh, no waddle, no problem. So I, I really like us here. I just think uh, I just think we're the better team. And this is our home debut. That's a big deal. Yeah, I respect it. I respect y'all to the fullest. Now, let's get into the dogs, Kev, where you are. I mean, dogs, you're right now, you're sitting at one and one, and I'm sitting at two and oh. So, collective three and one on our dogs, which is a really good, really good, honestly. I think for my doggy dog, you got to take the Steelers, Steelers and the Raiders. Got to, got to, got to, got to. Steelers against the Raiders with that defense, I think that might be free money, but I'm not a better man. So, I wanted to put the Panthers here. Six and a half point dog. But you locked up the Seahawks. And I'm a company man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna uh, put, I ain't gonna put us in a pickle where we're both picking against each other. Mm. So, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm a company man. I'm a, I even, I mean, this dog is so good that I even got you to join the side for the episode. The Saints on the road at a plus one and a half. You'll get the money line on the Saints. Uh, the Packers' offense, I think, are frauds. Uh, they are banged up, so that is a part of it. That's also why I think they're frauds right now. Jordan Love, everyone's talking about six touchdowns in two games. Is he? Is he the next coming? Is he? Oh, was it all? Oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. Oh, it was, it was worth it. Chanting yeah. right now, and it's gonna be stone cold in Lambeau when the Saints are gonna. When the Saints do them dirty. Uh, so I think the Saints defense is gonna be way too much for Jordan Love to handle. And we'll see why we'll see why the Packers try to hang on to Aaron Rodgers as long as they could. 
Yeah, if he does, I mean, this is his first test against a real defense, so I think that is a really good job, kid. Uh, but, I mean, we gave out our locks, we gave out our dogs, we went through the whole slate from Sunday afternoon all the way down to Monday night. We even recapped Thursday night football just in case y'all didn't get to watch that ass whooping where the 49ers laid on the Giants. And throughout the way, I gave out so many props. And if you didn't catch them all, don't worry. I'll have the graphic made for y'all boys on the Twitter. Go follow us at Totally Blitz Podcast on Twitter. You'll see all the graphics. The Instagram page is coming soon, which will make it even easier for y'all to keep up with all the graphics and everything. Facts. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe. We appreciate everyone watching. We appreciate uh, all the comments y'all dropped. So please drop all the com- down in the comment section y'all's picks, y'all's bets, and anything y'all just want to say about the weekend. It could be a wild take. We just want to hear it. Give us the hot take so we can come on to the next episode and be like, "Yo, someone in the comments said this," and we we yeah. we just want to we we'll we'll repeat it to the masses for y'all. But as always, we appreciate y'all watching. This has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. We just recap NFL. I mean, we just picked NFL Week Three for y'all. I'm Paul Pickham Winham Concha, joined with Kevin Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well now y'all know motherfuckers. <laughs>